Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for Seminal Headlines, featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, Headliner Questions coming your way. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Jeff. Ira and Corey are here this hour, brought to you by Birch Orthodontics. I uh, straight whiffed on a uh, Birch Orthodontics appointment. I just failed oh. to remember that my youngest son was due, and I feel terrible about it. Yikes. But they'll forgive me. I've given them a lot of money, small fortune. Yeah. Uh, and we've we helped build that into yeah, the empire built, that it it's is. It's a monster because of us and her expertise. But you should show up for the appointments. Yeah, I just totally just <laughs> driving that, on down the road. Isn't that on Christy at this point, though? I always blame my wife I for any like missed appointment that I have. Your kid should have yeah. reminded you. But he's the youngest son. Still. Yeah. He's in middle school. He, he, hey, Dad, don't we have an appointment? Yeah, he should know. Yeah. But I think the safe thing to do for all men is to blame the women in their lives. I mean, and I do. I yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, babe, how? I mean, I, what else do I have to do? I'm I pay the mortgage around up. these parts. I bring home. What, what am I supposed to do? I'm not trying to bring up something that might be uh, controversial, but maybe it doesn't happen with Marilyn. No. <laughs> With Dr. Dr. Cologne, yeah. Maybe that doesn't happen. Maybe we'll never know. We'll never we know. As, we as I've been happily married for almost 17 yeah. years now. We'll never know. Yeah, yeah. The okay. virtualorthodox.com uh, is the website. You got me rattled for Sorry, Jeff. yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, I know literally there's no chance she'll hear this. Well, not at this point. You're making it a point to – it probably yeah. will get back yeah. to her. Yeah, yeah. Virtualorthodox.com is she the website. She has your number. They will uh, – yeah, she can she, – yes. yeah, you, she, you'd yeah, be yeah. more scared of Christy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know, I know. <laughs> the, uh, if you need consultation for orthodontic work for you or your kids or your family, anybody, grandparents, th- there's no age limit on having good teeth in virtual orthodontics. I don't know about getting braces like in what do you, the 70s. What do you think? Do you think Bert, Dr. Birch would say, look, I'm just not doing this? I mean, I just feel like as a 76-year-old or something, you'd be like, I'm not – what is you know, the point? Cer- there's a certain age where they won't perform surgery on old people just because of the uh, – you know, the, the – the possibility they don't wake up. Yeah. But, but braces is not. Braces isn't not that. As, no, I'm just saying, like, I don't know. Is there an age? Look, if you're if you're a 75-year-old mm-hmm. and maybe moving down to the villages and you've heard how oh, they roll down they to the roll villages. they roll down to the villages. And you've got some crooked teeth. Yeah, you can't have it. And you're now on the market. You're ready to do some things. Dr. Birch will take care of it, I think. I like, that. Like, I like that. I like that. I like where your head's at. I, I just feel like you'd have done it. You'd have knocked it out sometime. No, maybe they life. couldn't. Maybe they couldn't. Okay. Maybe they, they, couldn't they, afford they, it. Came into some money. Okay. Yeah. Hit the right. power hey, ball. Now fair. they're going to the villages and they want to get it on. Well, next time you guys I'm gonna see Heather, I'll ask her the oldest person she's ever worked on. Because I don't think she's an ageist. Oh, she shouldn't be. I would she be at some point. I would be at some point. 
Like if a lady came, or a man, it doesn't matter. See, I was being a sexist there. But if, a, if, if anybody came into my office and I was an orthodontist and they were like 91 <laughs> and they, they said, I really want to straighten it up here. I'll be like, I mean, how many sir, teeth for you what purpose? Many, <laughs> for, I mean, for, for the grave? What are we doing? Are we, uh, it's going to be an open casket. Yeah, what are we doing? Do they, <laughs> it's going to be open mouth casket. Yeah, oh, Do you, I, mean, oh, I, I didn't mean I wasn't being gross. There's got to be a number of teeth you actually still have to have for it to be a feasible. Oh, right, right, right. Anyway. I, used to, I used to root to have my teeth removed. I used to say to I used to say to my mom like this is a cumbersome thing. I hate going to the dentist. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. You know, I got a floss that sucks. Can't we just put Have some good ones set, in here yeah. and glue them in? Like Corey's got a bunch of glue no, in. I got, teeth. Yeah, I got. Yeah, yeah they're all well, they're I, cemented I, in. But yeah, yeah they're. That's what I want to do. Those are the brawls back on Jimmy Carter Boulevard. I wish yeah. my teeth would just fall the hell out so I could put some shiny white ones in and just be done with. Hey, it. so are you gonna? How, what, how are we gonna go with the questions? Are we doing rapid you wanna, fire? You want to do rapid fire? No, no, I just I'll go rapid fire now. I just I got a good night's rest last night. I'm good to go. I drink a cup of what coffee. Do you, like Corey, what do you think? I'll go. Ra- I'd like rapid fire for wow. one for one segment. Do rapid fire. Well, we're going to go back and forth with it. Sure. If we do that, I cannot guarantee that I will get to every Facebook and or Twitter question, it's guys. It's fine. We All did right. our part, just so we know. Terry writes, gentlemen. Good afternoon. It's been a minute. I was holding my breath for the unicorn to show up for fall camp, and I passed out. Since we are still in hypothetical season, who is more likely to play a down at Florida State University, Destin Hill or Travis Hunter? Travis Hunter. Travis Hunter. Oh, okay, you, yeah, you, you concur. Butch writes, hello, boys, good every question, day. Though. Yeah, that's yeah a it's, a fun, it's a fun yeah. one. Hello, boys, every day during fall camps, you mentioned how there are certain restrictions about what you can say or not say from each practice. I'm curious. Has the coaching staff or FSU football staff brought the war chant or any other media members into their offices for something said or written? Intrigued how the FSU media is monitored when they're provided such phenomenal access. Take care. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's addressed the entirety of the media relatively recently um, and just yeah. said, hey, guys, you know, I don't want to have to take this away. He's very good about that. Uh, there's been some things lately that were said. He doesn't get specific to any one group, at least not when we're all collectively there. And uh, I need you guys to re- I just want to remind you of the rules. Yeah, and it wasn't a threat. It was like, here's the deal. We do this. I want to do this because I think it's good for you to tell Correct. our players stories. Correct. But if it becomes a situation where we feel like so much information is getting out, where it's going to hurt our players, then we'll stop doing then it. Then we're going to stop doing it. But yeah, he, it's just he said usually, it was not close to that. But yeah. he just wanted to clear the air. They will also. They have a sports information staff. They'll call you. They will call us individually if something looks like it may have skewed across the line, and uh, ask you to maybe tone that down a little bit. But, I've only had one instance in which I was uh, not not by this staff, but called on the carpet and like screamed at. But that was Jimbo. And he did that with everybody right. at yeah. varying points. Yep. So there was yep. that. Uh, Kristen writes, as much as we are so ready for the 2022 season and say it's important, I argue that 2023 is what we are really waiting for. If we win six or less, 2023 is all about new coach and the great start all over. If we win seven or more, we await 2023 to see if they can build up on it and go to nine and three, or was it just a fluke? Yeah. Well, I'll worry about that when we get there. Let's get to eight right. this year and then talk about how – Important or not important, the next one is. Sure. I was thinking about that, though. Like, say he does go 6-6. Six and six. I know we say, you say he's a dead man walking. Well, you say I, he I, have a, that, that he has to win this year, and clearly he better. But um, I wonder if they go the Stoops model at Kentucky. Because he struggled for quite a while at Kentucky. And now they, I don't know what that, whatever. I only, I only know it because of that Twitter feud, weird Twitter feud he got in with Calipari. Right. 
where he was he was uh, you know we didn't wake up back, on third base backing him yeah backing him uh, patting himself on the back for what he's done which is good I mean, he has done a lot there but it's been ten years first five years weren't great and then last year they I think they won ten games yeah but I think that you know obviously the obvious difference is Kentucky was not Florida State football I was gonna so say Kentucky could not fall back on any you know forty straight years of great football no I get it the, the expectations yeah. are are mm-hmm. but I would I would argue that. The team that Mike Norvell took over in 2020 at Florida was State as bad or worse was as bad as whatever Stoops took over in yeah. 2013 Correct. at Kentucky. And I would also say that you know there's a lot of good things. Again, we get asked the question so much. Not as much anymore, but for a long time we got the question last season, why did Willie only get two years and why, why is Mike Norvell not going to be held to that standard? Well, the difference is all the stuff behind the scenes, the way practices are run, all of the things trending in the right direction is different now than it was under Willie. The other thing I would say, Dominic Robinson, who's going to be doing uh, those game day watch-alongs for us at Warchant.com. His insight will be greatly appreciated. It will be really cool. And uh, he made a comment to me. We were talking back in the spring, and and I was talking to him about hiring a new coach, and he said, to me, the biggest thing you need to look for when you're hiring a new coach is the coach you're going to give the most time to. Like if you're gonna, if this is somebody that you're not gonna give enough time to, then you know don't, I can don't begin do with. It. Yeah, you need to whoever, and it's not just the administration, but that the fan base, that everybody that that should be a requirement when hiring somebody. How much time are we gonna give them, and can we can we afford to do that? And I think that's an interesting perspective. Well, here and here's some, something else that I, y'all probably don't want me bringing this up, but I'm doing it because I'm I, I'm pro- provocateur. You are. Um, there's a I say that about him and a rocking tour. Florida State goes six and six. Jackson State's going to go undefeated this year. They just are. And in his last two years, he'll have gone twenty one and one. And he's one of your all time greats. And he wanted the job ahead of time. And if he's interested again, and you're bringing the players over with him that they he certainly would bring, I think that throws something into the mix that right. maybe you wouldn't have thought of last year, or the year before. It'll get mentioned. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it, it will. It has um, to. It will. Yeah. So. Uh, Hunter writes, I understand new car smell, but why are people so high on Miami again? Their new coach is a run-first guy, and their offensive line was not great last year, didn't get upgraded this year, and add on top, no real number one receiver or big-name tight end. To wrap it up, their D was terrible. Um, well, their well, D wasn't terrible, Their D was wasn't it? terrible. They do have uh, a very good tight end, and their quarterback is real good. Yeah. Their quarterback is real good. Their quarterback is real good. Yeah. You can just keep going. That's that's why. Their quarterback is really and, good. And they, they went out and made some nice acquisitions in the portal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Florida State did. We all know that. But but Miami did as well. And there's talent there. And I mean, Cristobal has a nice history. I mean, a pretty good history, right, of what he's done with offensive lines for sure. And right. Oregon was pretty good while he was there. So yeah, he, I, I, listen, I'm not, I don't think Miami's a juggernaut, but I don't think the Coastal's any good, so they have every bit of yeah. uh, reason to believe that they could win the Coastal. I'm going to answer Quay in the uh, chat real quick. He's, yeah. he's asked a couple times if we're all in the same room. We're in two rooms. Corey and I are in one side of a, of a glass window yep. I, in this I, studio. I can't get my hand over there, but my hand, look, we're just – We just we hold just, hands there a We just bit. did that. Wait, why, did you, a, why are you pulling away? I, that was weird. You wouldn't let go. And, uh, but Justin, I am capable – I'm capable at any second just standing up and being inside yeah. uh, in that room. Come and get some. 30 seconds. Less than 30 seconds. 10 seconds. That's not going to protect you. Yeah, it's weird. Seconds. It's weird. We don't have a lock on that door. I we should, don't have, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I should really say. Does, yeah. uh, I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't say Jackson State's definitely going undefeated. They got to play FAMU early on in the season. Right. They only beat them last year seven to six. Yeah. Oh, Coach yeah. Simmons has got it going over FAMU. I was going to say I kind of took not a, not a guarantee. That was my fault. There, by the way, that was my but, fault. Uh, I just feel like they, you know, they're they're very good and they got really good players. All right, here we go. Ryan writes, fellas, time for my annual preseason question. Since Bradley Chubb lifted his leg on the logo. What separates this team from recent teams if they get down 
14-3 early in New Orleans, where the Louisville game starts out like last year's game did. Well, let me say this. It's a great somebody, question, by the way, Ryan. Who goes if, and gets If shot? that happens, I do feel like there's more guys on this team that would do something about it. I feel it. like half the guys yeah. on the team. It's a little different in that regard. Who was uh, who was it after the Florida game? Re, uh, that ran out. It was it Travis. Who was it? Wasn't Travis Jay? It might, Jay? Have, been, it might have been Travis Jay. In eighteen, he wasn't here. He's been here forever. He was redshirting. But yeah, they they all partied on the logo. Um, they got planting their flags. Yeah, was that eighteen or nineteen? That was eighteen, right? I think so. Yeah, and um, yeah, nobody. There was only one guy that ran out. Now a lot of them were in the locker room already. But I would think there'd be half the team would be rolling out to midfield to tackle Chubb. Yeah, and and to the point. I mean, that's what all of this is. I mean, so much of camp isn't about p- putting in plays and executing plays. So much of it is trying to instill that toughness. It was a big talking point last week. I mean, we can debate whether or not we believe it, but that is how it's built. Coaches, coaching staffs, they build toughness Challenge by putting guys. them in situations during practice. Well, and also maybe some pride of where you play right. and who you play for. Well, that's and- where – and putting and, in and that effort, yeah, embracing the guy next to you, seeing them work just as hard as you, uh, surviving a, a really rugged camp, having a coach challenge you, and then winning some damn games, man. You start to build confidence. They don't have a lot of confidence. They haven't had a reason to have a lot of confidence. I think that question's great for a lot of reasons because I think they're better, we agree, in a lot of areas, and we are assuming they're going to be a better football team this year. But they don't have a ton of things to build off of that if they get down against the first good team they play, that they can fall back on and say, well, this happened here and we won that game. They came back and made some games close. They didn't win those games. They they, didn't beat Clemson. They didn't beat Florida. They didn't beat Louisville, the team that came back on the second half. They didn't beat Notre Dame when they came back into overtime in that game. They lost those games. But they also didn't uh, wilt. They didn't just no, I mean, roll great, over. Great, you yeah. competed, it's, but you and, got and, at some but point. Can you continue to execute when you when yeah. you yeah. know the emotions might get you com- to compete, but can you execute? And that's where the Florida game. I thought they got emotional and they forgot to execute. Yeah, but even that one, they're down twenty-four to seven, and at least came down to an onside kick that went an inch, which is still a record that will never be broken. By the way, the shortest onside kick in history. Hey, did we it ever? Look, did we look in the annals of college football to see did somebody ever whiff? Completely? Then it wouldn't count, would it? It'd just be offsides. You I mean, have to do it again. Of, you have to make contact. Think, think of the yeah, you, he made of, as little a contact as possible. That's, that's the thing. Like it's an art. If you whiff, you're fine. Yeah. But he didn't. He actually hit the ball, he which is hard. Just to do. nudged it. Just a little. Just a little dash. Do you think right if there you're his dad, like just to humble him from time to time, you just go, let's go over here and look at this. Let's take a look yeah, at this. So. That's not a dad's job necessarily. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe. But I was going to say, like what they did last year, going zero and four and bouncing back the way they did. I think that builds belief. You know, North Carolina, they got down by 10 early and won that game, scored 35 of the next something points. Uh, Miami, they were down, they gave up a big lead and got down by eight late and went back and won that game. So they they do have some history of answering and responding. And that's what he, he's yeah. so big on responding. I think that just the overall course of the season to go 0 and 4 and then respond yeah. the way they did, I think that builds some belief going into this season. Gator Kirk writes, and we'll ask this before breaking here. So I'll leave it to you guys. You guys get this. Good day, gentlemen. Since JC is the only member of War Chant without a title, mm. what title would you choose for him? Oh, boy. Because I'm the managing editor. You're senior writer. I'm senior writer. Very senior. I'm the host. Seniors I'm be. the host of the Jeff Cameron Show. Gator but, I mean, you've got to have something to go. You're a utility guy. Yeah, I mean, that's be. not a name. Yeah, utility guy? Give him one of those crazy football games, like director of radio ops. I like it. You're the director of that's radio why, operations yeah. for War Chant. Sports information uh, director for War Chant? No, just director of radio ops. You don't, you don't, you don't dole out a lot of How about information. A multi- that's Irish job. Multimedia commissioner. 
I like commissioner in the title somehow. Now yeah. call him Mr. Commissioner. I like, uh, yeah, all right, okay. You can commish. be the commish. Commish. Commish, host of the wildly popular Jeff Cameron show, could be across the bottom right. of, of, of Wildly the... popular in quotes. Czar, no, just... Czar's a good name for you, too. Could do that. Host of the highest rated show in Tallahassee radio history. That's true, too. You could just do that one. Well, that works. You know, you know, can we keep doing back. this? Yeah. I like this. Yeah. I like We yeah, can keep so doing it. Yeah, there it is. During the break, I'm going to come up with the uh, <laughs> with, with that, how the to, former Mr. Br- Cologne or whatever he could have been called. Civil <laughs> 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 Headlines, 93.3, Real Talk Radio and War Chan TV. Ho, 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 horizons, it took, bar and grill. It took all the strength I had not to interrupt you, turn <laughs> off your mic, and go home. Do you like how I closed my eyes when I sang, too? Oh, believe me, that was the best part. <laughs> I didn't look at it, thankfully. It was unbelievable. He looked like, like Al Jarreau or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Luther Vandross. Well, he was reference. making sure it was there. I want to apologize to Horizon Sports Bar and Grill. Uh, their delicious food uh, should not be overlooked by Corey's singing, Man, that's distracting a great you jingle from game. the restaurant itself. Uh, but Horizons Bar and Grill is where, Ira? Bannerman Crossing. you damn right it is. Tallahassee, off Thomasville Road and Bannerman Road. It's, uh, man, it's just it's incredible food, incredible people, incredible beers. It's spirits. where we are a lot. We're, hey, before a, the end of the group. week, fellas, uh, any week. Like, you could be listening to this six weeks from yeah. now. Let's let's all get together at Horizons Bar and Grill. We're there a lot. We really are. So if you want to see this in person, this trio <laughs> in person. Never mind the food. You get to see the three of us. But, yeah, the food and the, the drinks, the, the patio, it's all good, man. It's all working. If it's you, all working at And Horizons. if you sing the theme song, they'll give you some free food, I think. I think you get the bill is paid for if you sing the song. But with, you have to sing it like I do. With, and tell them Corey's thing. With a bar tab. Yes, it's amazing. It's, it's incredible. It just incredible. keeps growing. They're yes. so kind. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. It's a fun question here. I like this one right off the bat. Uh, Jared writes, what's the Seminal Headlines game plan if the following happens? A, FSU leads Duquesne 14-7 to at halftime. Oh. Then B, Florida beats Utah 41 to 14. And finally, C, LSU beats us 31 to 7. This all, it's, those like, are three different scenarios or one scenario? No, it, it, okay. What's the Seminole Headlines game plan if the following happens? Okay. So all three of these things are well, That's to happen, an uplifting question. Yeah. Well, what would be the game plan? We'll vet that situation. We'll talk about those games, although we may not mention Florida beating Utah 41 to 14 because that's somewhat irrelevant uh, to Florida State. Because given where Florida State plays Florida at the end of the year, we'd have a lot of time to get things worked out. The other two scenarios would be dire. Seven points in a game. Well, well, no, no, that's halftime. Fourteen. No, I'm talking about oh, the next the, one. The next one where we where they score seven against LSU and yeah. lose 31 to seven. I do rough. think of those scenarios. I think the one that I've actually thought about is what if they really get off to a slow start against Duquesne, which can happen in a season opener. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And maybe just hit a miss a couple throws, and it's and it's just kind of going into halftime or late in the second quarter, and it's fourteen seven something in that ballpark. I do feel like there's going to be a lot of. I mean, we know the chatter that's going to be on a social media, uneasy, and, yeah. and all that stuff. But really, the only thing that matters is how the players respond and how they play in the second half and. And whether or not, I mean, because it's possible. I don't think that's going to happen. You'd love your team to get out of the box great in a season opener, but it doesn't always happen. It doesn't mean your season's over. I will tell you, if it's fourteen to seven at halftime, we got a problem. Uh, Duquesne is not going to keep this I'm, game relatively close. I hope not. I'm willing to give you twenty-four. Oh, well, that, I mean, we, if we're, we're going to talk about the yeah, halftime line. Okay, okay. I think fourteen to seven at half. You're still can the twenty-four is still in play. 
Not the halftime. Not the first oh, half. Oh, you're line. talking about first the first half okay. line, man. Right. I no. thought you said overall. Also, by the way, if it's fourteen to seven, I'm just telling you, no, no, no. I'm go- I will legitimately, Jared. I will be very concerned if it is fourteen to seven at halftime against Duquesne. What if they have like oh. two not two hundred ninety yards of offense? They've missed two field goals and had a crazy That's fumble goal in the end. Stuff zone. can happen in a season opener. Like if the offense is at least moving the ball yeah. and not doing what they did against Jacksonville State last year, which was three plays and punt, three plays and punt. I'll like, be. I'll be. Sh- Stunned, I'll be stunned. I'm. I just you could. I'm more about the if you I'm decided, more of the process than the result. You've always I, been that. That's way. the thing. I the one thing Jimbo taught me was yeah. to concentrate more on the process. Look, look, if the look, offense look. is moving up and down the field, Here the go. points will come eventually. Let me let me ask you this: If you want to avoid a scenario where the the angst ridden hand wringing that we're we, we're talking about here, fourteen to seven would certainly I think yeah. uh, cause that to be the case. You can line up and run the ball. You're going to be a running team anyhow. Your offensive line's better. You've got talented running backs. Jordan can obviously run as well. You could start this game running the ball down Duquesne's throat and get out to a lead and then just do whatever you want. And if I'm you, just telling yeah. you, you and don't I, have to sling it around the right. lot because if your timing's off in the passing game, Ira, you're absolutely right. right. If it's inclement weather, whatever it might be, have a couple empty series. That leads to the consternation of which we speak. You can line up and you physically beat somebody's ass and establish this is not a game, guys. You guys are not competing with us out here today. Then you get past all that nonsense and you get out to a fourteen another lane. Then you do whatever the hell you want. I got I and as far as the other scenarios, again, I mean, whatever. It I wouldn't mean, be. A, it wouldn't be a fun well. Show. Thirty-one to seven LSU is a problem. I mean, we yeah. do the show, but it'd be a fun. It wouldn't be a fun show. It would be. I mean, again, it would highlight the importance of the Louisville game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. At least get to double digits. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at that point, thirty-one to seven, headed to Louisville, we would be. It'd be an interesting conversation. Hey, we had a super sticker earlier from oh, Rob Raffin. Okay, so I appreciate it, Rob. Oh, Thanks Rob Raffin. Uh, yeah, he's he's uh he's on the uh, wake up show a lot. Why am I Good missing man. Rob Good dude. here? I'm missing Rob. It's here. a little bit back, two o five p.m. Oh man, early. This this is early in the day here. I missed it. Yeah, there it is. Thank you, Rob. I thought there was a question. I was racing back there. It's just a super sticker. Yeah. Which is it showing the love. It's important. I appreciate the love. Thank you very much. Rob rarely asks questions. He did he's mention giver, that he finally got his Apple Pay working again, so he's good. Oh, there you go, Rob. Nice. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Rob. Uh, okay, back to this. Uh, how much, this is from Josh, does of a route tree does Deuce Span really need to know to be used in a situational role? Uh, three to five scripted plays a game with his athleticism. It's not like he'll need to beat the average ACC corner with precision route running. Couldn't they just get away with having him run three routes, go deep post, bubble screen? They could, uh, Josh, but ideally you want him to be a complete receiver, so you want to develop that aspect of his game because then he really becomes a massive threat throughout the he's course of the game. He's starting to do it again. He where is he's, starting he's, to do it. No, I was talking about you. No. You're answering so fast. Well, I, I'm trying to get through that. It was a lengthy question, but I thought it was a, a pertinent question, so I wanted to answer it. Sounds By the like way, people are going to be listening to their podcast and thinking, did I hit it on one and a half speed? Well, I just wanted to get to the question. That was great. You crushed it. By the way, I would say to you that he he is more than just a nine. Yeah, one. and and most importantly, he will be much more than that. And again, I think that's somebody. A couple times we've been asked about comparing him to Tamori and Terry because of size and, and height and weight is similar. Uh, I think that's a big difference. I think Tamori and liked being the streak down the oh, field, loved it. catch the home run, big play, All put on the mask, yeah, 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 throw oh, the deuces man, to the DB. I think Scary uh, Terry Deuce, Deuce Span seems to be he wants to be a complete receiver, and again, that's where you say you look at him. Man, it's if he puts it together, that's a that's a that's a different kind of athlete. And it's wide not, receiver. There's no way he doesn't know the routes to run. 
I mean, yeah. he's played football. He's played quarterback. It's just not easy to do it. Yes, but, it's about getting the yeah. experience of right. doing it in live competition. But he knows where he, he yeah. knows what the routes are. He knows the route tree. Um, but yeah, it's it's the so you experience. Have to, you of, have to work to learn how to run them right, and and to uh, you know know where the safety is. You know, if they're playing a zone and you have an option, it's an option route. You have mm-hmm. something like you have to know where to go, and that's the stuff about learning wide receiver. But I'm telling you today. That release he had, and I can't remember the cornerback that it was against, but that release he, he had always has a good release. He always and typically has a good release. That's the stuff that, like, it, he's not just a dude that can run fast. Like, he's got some stuff But to he him. can run really fast, and that's important because yes, that, they don't have too. a ton of those guys yeah. at receiver, and that's important. Jeff writes, if Ira is right and the Knolls are absolutely a lock to go 9-3, and three, <laughs> is it more likely to be because the Knolls are better than expected or that their opponents aren't as good as expected? Who uh, who asked that question? Jeff. I think Come it's on, Jeff. He, Jeff knows. Jeff knows. It's not what I said. Uh, I think I don't. I never said that. But I you, think are, bullish the you I, are bullish I, on the Knowles. You are bullish on the Knowles. I feel better about them than I have at any point since I don't know twenty eighteen. It's been, it's been uh, a minute, yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, no, I think uh, it it could be a combination of both. I just kicked my speakers. It could be a combination of both. That's the thing that nobody really ever. We never talk about. Like, I think we look at every opponent and think, especially as you start looking at the, the year and you start worrying about possible consequences, what happens if this doesn't work out the way I hoped? Well, not every team's going to be their best either. Not not, not everything's going to go right for these other – Florida State's had a couple of injuries. Other teams have injuries too. Other teams have situations arise where, you know, every you may not get the best effort from all of those teams. So – I don't, that's why I don't think it's unreasonable. Could they beat – if every team they played played their best, could they get to nine wins? Probably not. Mm. But I think they that that doesn't mean that – that may not happen. Yeah, Some of those like, guys may be down. Well, I'll start right off the bat. A game that would have been at best 50-50. In fact, I think you'd have been an underdog preseason anyhow. You already probably caught a break. It doesn't look like Sam Hartman will be back in time for the Wake Forest game. That guy is that offense. He's unreal. Uh, as a passer, over you know, I mean, think about his numbers Perfect last for that year. System. Perfect yeah. for that system, really good. If he doesn't play and they come to tell you, better damn well win that game. Yeah, that's more of like a ninety ten at that yeah, point. It's already win that a game. huge break if yeah. that happens. Um, you know, it's just you're right, and we don't know. That's why you always say things like injury luck will play a big part of it. That's true for any team. In their biggest games, Clemson. I mean, the biggest name games, Clemson, Florida, Miami. Florida, Miami have brand new coaching staffs. Clemson's got a, basically a brand new coaching staff, so you don't know that they're going to just pick up, you know, at, the, at a high level. And then you got LSU; they had a coaching change. So I mean, there's there's factors. Again, I think a lot of times fans some dwell on the positives, some dwell on the negatives. I think there's a, there's a possibility it could be some of both. Florida State's better than people think, and those teams are not as good as you think. I want to I want to point <clears throat> something out here because we have a question about it, and it's not a knock on the question, but I saw something last week where somebody brought this up as well. And we just need to dispel this right off the bat. People like to point out that Florida State will face a number of quarterbacks that can scramble and how difficult it is uh, for Florida State to stop a running quarterback. That's true of everybody. That's true of everybody. Nobody loves a guy that is an elite runner at quarterback. Nobody. Look how often people struggle to stop Josh Allen in the NFL. These are NFL defenses. That big son of a bitch runs a 4 5 40 and wait he's 240 see, pounds. Wait till you see my Falcons this I mean, year with Mariota. 
Good luck, NFL. <laughs> Everybody struggles with a mobile quarterback because, if they have any passing ability at all. Because so many of the principles are based on that quarterback not running. Yeah. Of what you're doing defensively. They're broken so that, plays yeah. a lot of times. I mean, yeah, we're talking They're about – They're heartbreaking, too. Like when sucks. you're third and 12 and you and you cover it well and then he gets outside and runs for 22 yards, it's like, oh. And then geez. you have situations where Clemson – Last year decided, no, Jordan Travis, you're not running against us. Wait, they're going to take it away. Well, now you have to have a way to counter that. And Florida State did not have a way to counter that. Not against that defense. And I don't think against that Clemson defense this year. They may not. They will not either. I mean, you're better out wide. But I'm just saying. You can maybe hit. All you got to do is hit one of those plays and you win that game. Just one special play by a wide receiver and you win that game. We'll make a bet on that game too. Uh, Rick writes, hey, Jeff, Silver Fox, and Sweet Pea, two things on my mind. Saw a headline. This is the first time since 1974 both Florida and FSU are not ranked to start the season. First thoughts, impressions? Second, saw ESPN praising Napier and the rebuild at UF. They stated the non-coaching staff, or the the coaching staff, the non-coaching staff, the analysts, if you will, is what he means, uh, is twice the size of that arrival FSU. Can we beat this absent joining the SEC or the Big Ten? And then he wrote, yay sausage, fix your crooked teeth with birch. I, I I'd be curious if that's accurate. I'm not sure that that's accurate. Florida State's really improved their support staff as well. Dude, they've got a ton of titles. You want to talk about yeah, titles? Like, go look at the Seminoles.com, like the football yeah. coaching staff. It's like as many coaches as the rest of the athletic department combined. There are a ton of coaches. Florida here. has really publicized it, what they've oh, done. Well, Nate, that was Napier's plan, and he was asked yeah. about it the day he got the job. So, I mean, it makes sense that he's going right. to do that, right? Yeah, but, he's made it a point. But Florida State has put a lot of resources into their staff as well. Um, what was the first part of the question? Do you remember? Uh, the first part was, uh, oh, first impressions, thoughts about the fact that neither of these two teams are ranked for the first time oh. since 1974 in the preseason. No, I mean, it's not Just surprising. Since 1974. Florida. Well, you were, were you in middle school then. Where were you? Were you? I was three. You, I, was, I, was, I was living uh, in Holland. I was, I was living in Europe. Three oh, years old nice. as well. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting. I, it's tough when you guys are so much older to keep, yeah, keep yeah, track. Yeah. I was in Heerlin, Holland. 74. Running around huh? playing. That's a good run when you go 50 years with one of you two being ranked. That's, that's pretty yeah. crazy. I didn't know Florida was that good in like the late seventies that they were ranked. Well, one of the either. That's yeah, so even still ranked. like seventy five. They were good because Florida State yeah. clearly wasn't ranked preseason until the se- late seventies. Sean writes, "Love Jeff's absolute blitzkrieg of the questions last week. Great mm. job. Hope you continue that. We'll see. I don't know, Sean. You liked it because I got to your question. I don't always get to Sean's question. Uh, Sean, but he's, he's original elite headliner. He is an elite headliner. There's no getting around. You know who that. Stephanie brought up last night was uh, Bauer Sauce." Yeah, we haven't heard from Bowersauce in a while. Bauer Sauce, Sauce. We're putting an APB out on and you, buddy. I, literally, I hope everything's okay, man. We haven't oh, heard from him in a while, and uh, he was a he was a you know one of the heartbeats of the show back in the day. Uh, Frederick writes, gents. So I keep hearing that at practices, Jordan Travis's passing game is the main area of development because everybody knows he can run. But is any effort being put to improve his running skills? Being shifty and avoiding contact takes reps to improve. So I'm just hoping some effort is being put into how he runs and enhancing his running abilities. I guess he wants him to stay healthy, obviously. That's what this is about. No. No. I th- that, no. Yeah, I think that what, what, what they have done is encourage him to understand how important it is for him to stay in games. And I think, you know, when he in the past, last year and the year before, when he got to run, when he made plays with his legs, he was always looking to make as big a play as possible because he was always kind of competing for the job. Now, and because the offense really didn't have anything else, I think now you will see him a little bit more conservative 
not trying to run through tackles. There was there's been times the last couple of years where you know he'd see two defenders and try to knife through them for an extra couple of yards. Yeah, and then wear a beaten. I, I think yeah. you'll see less of that. Yeah, but I also think don't expect him if he gets one on one with a safety or a linebacker to to get in the fetal position. No, 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 I mean, no. He you you he'll he put his foot in the ground and go by. Yeah, him. but he's an elite runner. He is really that's the thing he does best, and he has gotten better, I think, throwing. But the thing he does best is one on one. Man, that is not somebody that gets tackled one on one. There's a, a play today where we were watching eleven on eleven. I'm not describing the play, but a play broke down or nothing was open, and he takes off. And it's just that reminder of oh man, yeah, there's twenty. That's still there there's, too. Yeah. There's twenty five yards. Yeah, on a third and long. Yeah, when something's not open, it's like oh okay, we still got a first down because of his legs. Yeah, yeah, they get out of bounds when you need to get out of bounds, but also. If you got a chance to hit it for 80, go 80. Burke writes, how much can attitude, quote-unquote, help raise the ceiling on a team's win-loss record? And can you say how much you've seen an improvement, if any, in FSU's players' attitudes? I think they have good attitudes. We've talked a lot about Norvell transforming the locker room and getting away from some of the toxicity that was what he inherited and, and, and really doing a good job of flipping the roster in that way. And I think that we're a lot of times, Burke, we're talking about that. The players care to be there. They work real hard. They have the proper attitude. I haven't seen any attitude issues. I, I think everybody's got a zeal for what they're doing and trying to, to get better. As far as your win-loss ceiling, yeah, man, it beats the hell out of a team that's disjointed and convoluted and dislikes one another. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to win anything if and not everybody's on the same page. But at the end of the day, talent decides pretty much what your ceiling is in terms of wins. I mean, you, if, you, if you have a bunch of kids with great attitude but they all suck – it's not going to do you much good. There's the ceilings, obviously, much lower. Pretty, pretty, pretty yes. low, right? But, yeah. but I think not attitude. Like, yeah, they're picking up their trash and they're nice kids. I mean, <laughs> we're not. It's not so much that, although they do do that. Um, like today, Darius Washington, after the last rep of team drills, he sprints over to where the linemen go at the end of practice. Mm-hmm. He sprints full speed to get all the blocking stuff out so they can do it for that last drill. Like, I don't know if he was tasked with doing that. I've seen him pick up trash. Well, like, yeah, yeah, they uh, make that a point. But I don't think that's going to – I mean, that could – I don't know. I don't know how you factor that in a quantify. It's not going to get you an extra win. But I think the competitiveness – when you talk about attitude, the competitiveness of the team and the players does matter. Well, and what Don't you just want, sit there yeah. and take stuff. Don't just lay down and get beat 59-3. to Have some – and don't get in fights when you're down by 50 points in the fourth quarter. Like, I think this team is much more competitive in the day-to-day practices than I've seen since – well, since we've been watching them. In the in the grand scheme of things, obviously you want best of both. You want the yeah, talent, yeah, yeah. and and you want that. Yeah. Where things can go awry is when you or where where things are right now. I think in the last year or so has been you're getting to where you need in terms of the other stuff, but now you got to get better talent. Towards the end of Jimbo's tenure, it was the exact opposite. They had the talent, but they had lost all of the other stuff. Well, they yeah. lost. They he, were had, he had lost the locker. Trashing the plane when they would go on trips. Yeah, wasn't I it? mean, there was the stories you heard behind the scenes where the t- the players were just running amok. Not doing. I'm not saying illegal things, but just there was no respect for the the, the facility, no respect for, for, themselves. for themselves. I mean, yeah. I mean, you represent something, and you saw it in some of those games where, like the Louisville game, where the, you know they're the other teams telling you about it on the field, and you're Mocking not doing anything you. about it. Yeah. So that you know, the idea is you want to get both. You want to get both. In that it. felt like it, you know, and I remember talking about that. That that felt like a real low point, and I, I remember thinking, I. This can be tough to recover from that. If that's an indicator of the way that those guys feel about each other, the school, their yeah. coaching staff, to be on the wrong end of a game where a, a team could potentially drop a hundred on you, oh yeah, and then they're saying what they were saying and 
walking into your huddle telling yeah. you about it and you don't do a damn thing. Odell had to yell at him. Odell yep. was the only one and it was appalling. I felt bad week, for him because he's a great Seminole and he had to have been like, what is? what are we doing around here? That was a sign. And then the next week against South Florida giving up 40-something points. And then the North Carolina game is when he brought out the promise, or, the promise notes. All that stuff was really bad. That was that was a tale of what was coming. Now they finished off great, but they had an unbelievable running back. Yeah, uh, and a good offensive coach. Let's be honest. But they they finished off well. But I think that was the sign of well, it was okay, a real it was indicator. A real indicator. Now, yeah, you're, you're right. I think they have everything in place where the foundation has been set. You just need a, a an influx. Let's just say an injection of maybe four- and five-star talent to take Well, and off. if that offensive line that Jeff talked yep. about becomes what you, you want it to be, and if you these skill position players, the Deuce Spans and Johnny Wilsons, develop into really, really good NFL college dudes, football. maybe? That, yeah. Now you're talking. Walter writes, Hello, gents, and Showtime. Hmm. Over-under for tight end receptions is three against Duquesne. What do you got? I'm going to say over. You like Biscuit. Biscuit's going to get like three biscuit. by himself. I like Biscuit. I also think that you're going to – if things go according to plan and not that 14-7. to 7, Nonsense, um, right? Uh, uh, I think that the, the, the backup guys are going to be in there a lot in the second half. You like that comfort blanket in the middle of the field, Ira, mm-hmm. I think. You, you're getting your first real reps that matter. Maybe you go you – go, you take some easy throws in the middle of the field of the big, the big targets. What's your favorite donut? Boston Cream. Just, is it really yeah. just a straightforward boss? Yeah, easily. So many better choices. Really? I uh, I had three that I went to when I used to eat donuts. Glazed, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna name the company, but you guys all know which glazed I'm talking about. Chocolate frosted, glazed with a little chocolate frosting, mm-hmm. and then blueberry, the blueberry cake donuts. Those were my three. I'm with you on the blueberry one. I'm an apple cinnamon guy with the apple cinnamon f- jelly inside there. Fruity donut guy. Well, it's just it's it's like a it's not a quite a fritter, but it's it's like a old fashioned. You should get an umbrella with that a little, thing. Little old fashioned donut. Yeah. But it's got the apple cinnamon hmm. infused in there. Very tasty. Where'd that you know, come from? If, if I were... I thought of it. I had a question. Oh, you I just should have put it on Facebook. Yeah, I just decided <laughs> to do that. Yeah. You do you that. think anybody over the age of four orders the ones with the white filling uh, on purpose? Like oh, the white that's, cream? Uh, yeah, that's, that's not just what we disgusting. do. It's, it's yeah. gross, man. Why it's is the that sweetest. Thing? That's what I'm saying. Like nobody, nobody... Sometimes they'll give it to you like... Kim will get the assorted box. Yeah, and they, and they just throw it in there, and it's like, what do we? Like, who mm-hmm. wants this? Nobody. The lemon is an underrated Ooh, donut as well. Yeah, a little underrated. And I like an old fashioned jelly donut. I don't like anything. I don't like. I like an old fashioned donut. Just a plain old fashioned mm. ass donut dipped in coffee. Mm. All right. I have not had a donut in a long time. I think I'm going to get one this week. I just thought I'd ask you two gentlemen what your favorite donut was. Well, I'll go with the glaze. Good chat. Yeah. It is a good chat. I'm good glad figure. we got to do this. When's the next War Champ meetup? Writes Carlos. Also, I have a work associate who loves the Jeff Cameron show and wants to come out. Can I bring him and keep my FSU fan card? Oh, I'm not against meeting the people at all. We uh, here at War Channel. I always was well, it a to Gator? Meet he didn't. He didn't specify. Is it a Gator or a Hurricane? He didn't like, say I don't know. Uh, I mean, yeah, of course uh, you can bring him. Yeah, of course. I was thinking. So we do the at uh, at CP. We do the. Uh, we'll be doing the happy hour thing again mm-hmm. Fridays before home games. Yeah, so absolutely. I assume that'll be our next one. Is the Friday before Duquesne. Um, We'll, we'll, Jeff and I will have a the happy hour thing that we do, it, which is fun. And then, and then we have the pregame show. Like the, whole, the whole staff will be there. And for then the, we have uh, the hotel indigo. At hotel indigo. And then Kayvon just asked if we should talk about cuts of meat. You want to tell your cuts of meat story? No. You got a cuts Come of on, meat man. story? No. Do I have a cuts of meat story? Come on, man. I don't know. Uh, he's he's getting old, Ira. Letterman. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Shanna was on. Uh, Letterman, was on yeah. Letterman played Correct. Know Your. It was called Know Your Cut yes, to Meat. That's, that's why. It's uh, crazy. Good God, man! I've, I've heard him tell this story countless times. I've I was a, imploring I've, him. I've erased her from my memory. I'm I none of that about you. It's I'm not. It's not like Dr. Carroll. No, he's not. No, constantly. I don't think about her constantly. Like this guy over here, she's out of my life now. It was Cologne, and it's Marilyn. <laughs> but whatever. But yeah, Shanna was on the David Letterman show back probably 20 years ago now, and she got picked up, picked from the it's crowd. More than 20 years ago. To no, it was after 9/11. Uh, to bring it back. To Is that. it? Yeah, actually, it's probably the 20 year anniversary. Come, yeah. we just did it. Um, and she got picked out of the crowd to do Know Your Cuts of Meat, and she got it right. He told her the answer as he read it, and uh, she, he we got a big box of meat. We got a big box of steaks from one of their famous steakhouses. Got an Italian restaurant uh, to, gift, uh, card. gift card. A uh, really nice restaurant too. It was awesome. It was a really cool time. It was uh it was if you want to go back and look it up, it was the episode in two thousand two with Gina Davis nice. as the uh, as the nice. main guest and Robert Plant was the musical guest. Oh nice. Really yeah, good. that was fun. Seth writes, Who's the fastest player on the team? I've heard you guys say Span can move. Just wondering who you all thought would win in a forty. I think it's him. Rodney Hill's probably up there too. It depends on the distance. If it's so like he's 40, at a 40, 40 yard dash. Uh, yeah, yeah, he might be Rodney Hill, man. Yeah, he's he can really, fly. He's got a burst. Um, Pokey's uh, very fast. Deuce is, is faster than both of them. You think so? I don't so? know about zero to 40. I'm not sure in a 40 yards. Yeah, that, that long, that, yeah. that so stride. 60 yards. I, mean, I think Deuce is definitely winning the oh, 60, he was 60 over anyone. He was 50 easily. The 40, I, 40, the 40 I think he Rodney Hill does have that quick burst, man. And he is By fast. the way, apparently Trey Benson's numbers are insane yeah. as well. They got a little more speed now. They do. That's. The fact that Trey's the size that he is, and he's running anywhere in that conversation, and we also don't really know like about Sam McCall or uh, Azaria right. Thomas because they're not. We don't get to see them like really go full speed, right. just running straight ahead. So maybe they're up there too. Josh wants to know what's more likely: Benson with 500 yards or more, or eight rushing t- uh, touchdowns. 500 yards or more. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. Yeah, I know you do. I do. I just yeah. they got a lot of guys. They got a lot of guys, man. Toa Feely. Toa Feely is going to be a big part of that Over or under 300 yards rushing for Toa Feely? Over. Over. And I think he's going to have, I would say, 650 yards from scrimmage. Total offense? Yeah, 700 yards total offense. Okay, I'm going to take the under on that. That's 50 a game. I'm going to take the under on that. 55 a game. But I appreciate your optimism. Because he's going to hit one big play every couple games, and I think he's going to get you two or three first downs every game. Man, that is a... I'm bullish. I'm <laughs> bullish on uh, Toe Dog. Okay, well, we're going to bet that, too. On, uh, um, I'm, I'm not betting <laughs> with you on anything. I mean, what are we doing? I'm, I'm cleaning Corey out today. But <laughs> we're not is, betting. This is going to be a good day for, for, for the Cameron household. I, I mean, it's it's fun to willy-nilly just say a number and feel good about it, Corey. I it's do. a whole number to have to put up for I it. I mean, now. 300 yards rushing, is that's 28 yards a game. But you said how much in total offense? Uh, 500 and some odd yards? 600. Six, six, 650. 650 of total fellas, offense. Fellas. Come on. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV continues in a moment. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system, 
We're offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Nathaniel Hornblower, my man, writes, Fellas, imagine that you are, unfortunately, Brian Foghorn Leghorn Kelly. Mm. How do you manage the game offensively versus FSU? And what specifically do you attack? The defensive ends in the run game, maybe? Maybe some zone read, boot action? Also... We've been thinking about this the wrong way. Imagine free regular dental work for all players under NIL courtesy of Dr. Birch. And she uses only the best Bama Table brand Novocaine Mm. at every appointment. Oh, and don't forget your goodie bag there, young man. There's floss, toothbrush, and a little toothpaste box with a rolled up wad of cash in there for you. Hashtag just a tiny little pinch for that ass. (laughs) All right, thank you. That's nice great part. as the always. Blue, the, there. the blueprint is there for you, Heather. Mm. Make it happen, man. Are you a fan or not? Like, do you want to be a part of this program's resurgence or hey, not? By the way, not for nothing, his offhanded remark about attacking uh, the defensive ends and running right at them is what I would do if I were right. uh, LSU. I would. I'd, I'd challenge Jared Versch and McClendon and, and, and those guys, Briggs. I like Briggs a lot. I think he'll do fine. It's going to be interesting to see how they use them. Um and 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 when down and distance changes personnel and it's kind of gonna be fun. They have some people they can match up there, so it'll be good. Jared versus we we don't talk enough about how interesting it's gonna be to see him make the jump. Yeah, you know we we know what an athlete he is. We know how strong he is. Every now and then, once a practice, you see a th- something from him where you go, whoa, that's different. But does he have the discipline for run fits? Does he is he strong enough to hold up throughout a game? I mean, he did just come from Albany. He is young. It's unreasonable, you know, to to think that he's going to be an every down guy or anything yeah, like that. It, it will be interesting to see what their game plan is because I do think. But even if they want to run the ball, they have a, if they have a mobile quarterback. If Jaden Jaden Daniels is the quarterback, which it sounds like he's obviously a mobile guy. So do you go heavy personnel and then now Florida State's got to keep an extra linebacker in and play more straight up or do you spread them out and try to run out of that? And, and so a lot of that's going to dictate you know, who Florida State has on the field. But I, I wonder if we see more 4-3. They played probably 95% of the last season in the nickel. This is kind of a, a few fun questions here, okay? And, and we have to do the best we can to just be as straightforward, honest as we possibly can. I know we always do, but here we go. Ryan writes... Micah Pittman compared Jordan Travis to Justin Herbert earlier this week mm-hmm. in a quote. That alone is. We all just kind of moved along. Yeah. Andrea Adelson also mentioned him as a quarterback to watch for in the ACC in her preview. Two very different things there, Ryan, but okay. That's fair. From what you've seen, does he have a legit chance to be a great college quarterback? I believe, I'm going to answer before you. Okay. 
I believe if he was in the right system <clears throat> with talent around him, I think he could have a great season. I don't know that I expect that this season at Florida State. But, yeah, man. It's also he, tough to define great. Well, I'm going to say we, need, like we, do need to, we do need to define our terms. He, he's not Charlie Ward. He's no, not but, going to be. But there have been quarterbacks in systems with certain yeah, athletes yeah. around them that have, have monster seasons. Sure. The Heisman winning season. He could he could do that in that kind of situation. I mean, look, he's, he's not like he lacks arm strength or he certainly doesn't, doesn't lack, lack running ability. Strength. So there's a lot of things. He had a lot of tools. And that's why I yeah. said if he doesn't have a good year, to me, it's on the coaches. Because there's a lot to work with there, they have to figure out the best way to use it. I just I I, I kind of recoil at the idea uh, of him name being mentioned alongside Justin Herbert. That was that, that's well, that's a four, that's, that's a, a teammate, teammate that's trying a to teammate trying to build him up. And it's funny because he said Jay Herb when I was yeah. there when he said it. We talked to him on Thursday in Jacksonville, and he said, "Yeah, I haven't had a quarterback like this since uh, Jay Herb." And I thought he said Jay Herd. But either way, I was like, <laughs> "Who is this man? Is this some kid he played with in California? Is this a yeah. Calabasas quarterback that's somewhere? I, who I don't know who Jay Hurd is." Short segment, so we got to get another one in here. FSU versus Duquesne player props: Jordan Travis pass yards two hundred and fourteen and a half over under under because he's not going to play enough. I'll go over. I'll go under. I'd go over against LSU though. Rush yards forty four and a half. Jordan Travis over. Duquesne under. Over. He's going to hit uh, two big ones. Under. Ontario Wilson, uh, receptions three and a half, yards 53 and a half. Under, over. I might go under, under. I'm going to go under, under. Treshawn Ward, rush yards 67 and a half. Under. Because Toa Feely is going to get 90. And Benson. I looked it up, uh, by the way. tough. There's a lot of guys running. Toa Feely had 350 yards rushing as a freshman yeah. on 35 carries. I'm going under. Just throwing that out I'm there. going under here with... Treshawn Ward, 67.5. I think that all those guys are going to yeah, share a lot of share. guys. Rodney Hill going to get carries in that game, too. Josh There's, Burrell, yeah. the whole crew, yeah. the whole gang. The whole crew. We got one minute here. Bob Fiore writes, Stanford, Steve, the Bear don't think the Knowles will win more than six games. They make arguments uh, for Pitt, Miami, NC State, and North Carolina. It doesn't seem like they know our competition very well. Anyhow, he wants to know uh, what we think of that. I don't think anybody from the outside sees this coming if Florida State wins eight, nine games. Why but that is they? normally the yes. way that it is. That's how fairness. it is everywhere, especially because I mean. of the transfer portal. Yeah. But so also, now it's hard to know what teams have. Also, yeah. you've had five straight losing seasons. Yeah, and, that, and that's a fair thing to say. Yeah. Ira, Corey, great love job everyone. as always, we brother. Love you. To all of you, thank you so much, Director Matthew. Great job. Be well, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon. Peace.